So today we're going to talk about how freaking cold it is in this room <laughs> and the effects of hypothermia. Hey, it's cold therapy. It's cold therapy. So um, today's podcast is about the benefits of cold therapy. <laughs> you should look into it. And what you can't see is that Kim is actually wearing sandals today. They're Birkenstocks. And we're pushing it into September, almost October. This is a new thing for you. It's going to be 83 today. In the meantime, your toes are blue. <laughs> <laughs> this is true but hey i'm working on my cold therapy that way it's good Facts. I'm, I'm not ready to give up summer yet so no. i'm just gonna stay that way a little longer All and they'll, right. they'll be feeling good today you'll go home and change into flip-flops and i'll already be ready okay here's a th- here's a thought okay people sign up for this for the weight loss program right. because they want to lose weight right However, so many times we get phone calls that um, my blood pressure is too low. I haven't taken my insulin in 800 days. Okay, exaggeration. Um, I don't even think I'm going to need my knee replaced after because my my joints don't hurt. My skin has miraculously cleared up. So what is the link that most, I think people don't understand the food link, the gut link to overall health. Right. They just think it's about weight. What you eat. So if you're skinny, I mean, I'm guilty of this. I've never had a weight issue my entire life. I ate whatever I wanted because I assumed you only have to watch what you eat if you gain weight. So therefore, I ate waffles for breakfast and I had, you know, Chick-fil-A for lunch and I had French fries and milkshakes, like whatever, because I didn't gain weight okay, looming inside was chronic disease and it manifested as lupus for me. So, but I don't, I think that's a, most people don't understand that. I think it's just like, if you don't have a weight problem, you can eat whatever you want. If you do have a weight problem, restrict your carbs and you should be fine. So how do we help people understand better? What is the gut link to chronic disease, inflammation, skin. Like how does what I eat matter on my skin? So first off, I knew all this about you because I had stalked you on social media. Right. I'm like, oh, I can Creepy. Just, no wonder she's got lupus. She's eating waffles again. <laughs> no, the, the, the key to all of that, the key to any chronic condition, I don't care what it is. If, even if it's osteoarthritis or a headache or whatever else, you know, symptom X, Y, or Z is, the key is gonna go back to the gut. The gut is the second brain. I think it's the first brain. (laughs) Um, But it really is the the common link between everything that we face in our health. health. You know, name your chronic disease. I'll show you a link that goes back to the gut. In fact, if you want to really have fun, if you're that weird, go to PubMed, you know, where all the research data is collected. And unfortunately, it's a .gov website, pubmed.gov, so we know we can trust it, right? Uh, Go to PubMed, type in your favorite um, chronic disease of choice, and then gluten in the same search bar, and watch the the articles that will pop up about it. It's pretty fascinating. Because I think, I don't think people realize per se, that they're eating gluten-free when they do the weight loss program. Because I think if you say, like, we're going to do gluten-free, then everybody's like, only hippies do gluten-free. Well, and we, we you purposely, have to be kind of weird. 
we do that on purpose because when you have a gluten sensitivity, you have an underlying addiction to it. And when we say it's, if we were to come out and say, follow our gluten-free diet, nobody would do we're going to piss off about three quarters of the people that we're trying to, to attract that to needed. Get a, the needed to do the program. So I don't even say that unless I, you know, if I'm sitting down with a thyroid patient for the first time, I will say it then because the link is the, the gene that carries Hashimoto's is the same gene that carries gluten sensitivity. So it needs to be discussed. But everybody else, I don't say that. Right. And I don't say that on purpose. Uh, just because of that, the neurochemistry is so strong and the addictive pathways are so strong that your brain's going to be, oh my gosh, this guy's a, you know, this guy's a quack. We're not, I don't want to do anything with him. And it just, I think it sounds harder than it is too. Like people, once they get into the program and they're like, oh, I just have to eat this, this, and this for this amount of months to lose weight. Okay. But if you were to say you're going to eat gluten-free for four months, I think most people would shy away. It's sound, it has like a bad rap. Let's not forget the rule too. The rule being that if a product on the shelf makes a health claim, they're lying. Right. So, and gluten-free companies are guilty of this. Right. Like you and I have picked out products from the shelf that say gluten-free, so we think must be good for us, but they flip the label over and then there's a whole bunch of other crap that's going to cause like the same problems. Right. So when I talk to people and say, well, I've already tried going gluten-free, I'm like, have you really? Right. So it's not just this, removing gluten. Right. This is not a, this is not a gluten-free program. It's a whole food program. Even though you're eating that way. Yes. So you've removed gluten from your diet on the program, but a lot of other things are removed too. And I think that's what people miss. I talked to a lot of friends who talk to me like that have lupus. Right. Same thing. I've tried going gluten-free, but they're still eating Mm. gluten-free Oreos, (laughs) gluten-free donuts, gluten-free crackers. And it's like, okay, it's almost like we need to clarify what gluten-free means. Like, when I eat gluten-free, it means, like, I'm basically eating grain-free. I'm removing sugar as well. Like, I'm following more paleo diet, not just gluten-free. Maybe what we should call this then is a label-free diet. Don't eat anything with a label. <laughs> right. And that's true. No, I'm serious. Except the like, meat, like protein. But, but it comes, it doesn't have a label. Right? right. It comes in a package from the butcher. But it doesn't have a, Nutrition you don't need an ingredient label. list because the, the ingredient is beef, chicken, right? beef. Like there's not a whole bunch of other stuff right. in there. When you start adding all that other stuff is when you start going into problems. Right. So we're totally off the rails here. We started talking about gut health and the link to all this other. The link here is this, okay? Your gut, which basically by definition starts here in your mouth and ends in your anus, is one just long tube. Yes, I just said anus and I didn't giggle. Proud of myself. Uh, long tube. Long hollow tube goes throughout your body. And the purpose of that long tube is to bring in nutrients, let your body absorb them, get rid of waste. But the problem is we put so much garbage into that tube that a lot of that food, quote unquote food, is actually breaking down your gut lining, causing it to rot and erode away. And when it erodes away, you no longer have a barrier system. You're no longer keeping the toxins out. You're letting them into your system. When that happens, you drive inflammatory pathways that are causing your joints to hurt, they're causing your headaches, they're causing your thyroid problems. They're causing the skin. They're causing your mental health issues. You know, just recently, like this year, papers have come out and said depression is not a serotonin issue. Right. Depression is an inflammatory issue. Guess where that's coming from? Your gut. Okay. So not uncommon for us to sit down and 
talk to the people that are on the program and all of a sudden they're saying things like, you know, I've lost 25 pounds. That's awesome. But I feel better. Right. I have more mental clarity. I don't have headaches. I don't have headaches. Um, and you look at them and you can physically see their skin glowing. Yes. I think that's one of the biggest changes I see. Right. It's amazing how good they look once they start getting good toxins. nutrition, getting, get her, getting rid of toxins, getting good nutrition, eating a whole food diet. I think that's the key too, right? The, the program doesn't just remove bad food. We're incorporating good food. It's why the encouragement to eat a variety of vegetables, to eat right. a variety of plants and, you know, protein sources. Um, lots of people like, apparently that's hard for a lot of adults to, they, they literally eat like corn and potatoes. Maybe peas, which right. we don't allow any of those. Right. Um, Corn's not a vegetable, people. Right. But it's like, and they're sweet. They're more savory. Like, I'm not quite sure the addiction to like, or why we consider those the vegetables that we want to eat. But they don't have near the nutrition value. Right. Okay, corn has zero. Um, <clears throat> that like broccoli or beets or asparagus or sprouts or, I mean. Right. So the the, the pathway, the, the addiction part of this is actually linked back to. We're, we're addicted to spiking our blood sugar. So when you eat those potatoes, hey, most of the time you're burying them in dairy. And for a lot of people, when you, when dairy, specifically the protein casein hits your stomach, your stomach acid will actually convert it, turn it into caseomorphin, gets in your bloodstream, and you get that high from it. So potatoes, I'm just thinking, you know, here we are in Idaho where people make a living from potatoes. Uh, <laughs> But when you eat a potato, it's slathered in butter, lathered in cream. Plus, it has the starch content. That's going to spike your blood sugar, make you feel good. Um, corn, jeez. Oh uh, corn's the same thing. You know, high fructose corn syrup is nothing but sugar. Right. You know, we love corn we it because corn. it's <laughs> it's sweet. sweet. Right. And what else do we do to corn? We lather it in dairy and... Makes you happy. Makes you happy. Makes you feel good. Gives you the warm fuzzies. Until your stomach hurts. You love it. <laughs> it doesn't love you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the link there. Um, but both of those things are going to, both of those particular foods are going to drive those same inflammatory pathways. Uh, but really, when it comes down to it, until we actually get your gut to heal, get you to break down foods appropriately, actually get you to absorb some of the nutrients from those foods rather than just like whole particles of the food, it's not going to matter. You're still going to have those inflammatory pathways. Right. So how do you heal the gut? You, you eat a whole food diet. Right. But it's going to take a little while. It takes time. There's it's a reason. It's not like I ate it for two weeks. Right. Then. Right. There's a reason why this we sit down with people and tell them it's four, a four-month program. Right. And there's a reason why when we talk to those people that have a lot more weight to lose, we tell them it's a four-month program, but it's going to take longer. Right. Like the worse you are, the longer it will take. Right. And aside from weight loss, right? Like... So we can help people like, I didn't have a weight loss problem, right? I'm going to come get help to learn how to eat a whole food diet to find out what my food sensitivities are, right? We can offer all that to people too. Absolutely. So you don't just have to have a weight loss program to improve your health. Like I said, you can be, I call it skinny fat. Right. <laughs> so like you're unhealthy on the inside, even though you might look good on the outside or what good, what we consider good because you're not overweight. Um but you can find out that you have food sensitivities. You might find out like you have these chronic conditions that you weren't aware of. Like, oh, I don't, it's not normal to have a headache every day or it's not normal to feel sluggish every day, right? right? So those things can also be helped through food even if you don't need to lose weight. So my favorite thing is when people come back and say, I didn't realize how bad I felt till I actually really felt good. Right. 
And we hear that all the time. Right. I would say that I found that for myself too. I thought I was pretty good. I knew I had headaches. I knew I had a few issues that came and went, but not like on a daily, oh, I literally have boundless energy. So <laughs> Yes, <I> mean, she does. <laughs> I think it's cool. It is awesome. Um, okay, so we talked a little bit about the link with mental health. We, you mentioned depression, but we've also, there's also lots of information about gut health as it correlates to like healing, but like let's talk about brain injury. Sure. So this is, you know, it's football season, so we've seen it, we've actually seen it happen here locally um, with young kids, which is terrifying. Uh, but we also saw it in the NFL last week where that uh, Miami Dolphins quarterback, what's that guy's name? Tua Tua. Yeah, that guy. Um, <laughs> Tua. Tua. Yeah, let's we'll call him Tua. Um, you know, he wasn't hit that hard. Like, but it was he, like he got knocked down, and I actually saw his head, you know, his head came back and bounced off the turf. And I swear that was the guy from the, the Snickers commercial. I thought he was Batman after that. Like, you could see him, like, physically struggling to, to stand up. Like, his body wanted to shut down. But, I mean, clearly his is a very, very tough individual. Sadly, they put him back in the game. Uh, and that's scary because if he gets hit again, I mean, he literally could die. Like, right. that second injury is catastrophic, especially when it's in a short, short amount of time. But it just gets me thinking that people really have no idea how to manage head injuries. It's just right. like, go home and rest. Stay in a dark room. Stay in a dark room. Well, no, there's dietary components to this. And we've known for years, especially in the lab rat model, that where you take a, take a lab rat and you whack them in the head, they actually will um, show in their blood proteins from the gut that get broken down they're actually breaking their gut lining down when they hit their head. Hmm. And so that's kind of starts off that whole neuroinflammatory pathway. And the big mechanism that creates all this damage is what called glutamate. It's an essential, or it's a, excuse me, it's a non-essential amino acid. Our body makes glutamate. It is an excitatory neurotoxin, which we have to have it to excite our nerves, but it's this really, really fine balance because too much of it can break the nerves down. So there's a there's a glutamate cascade that's actually causing the nerves to die in these injuries. And we're just sending these people home going, you know, go, good luck. When the reality is there are foods that you eat that contain glutamate, glutamate that make the problem a whole lot worse. So what are some foods that cause? The, the comfort foods that you're thinking of in your head right now. Right. So what happens? Your your kids in a game gets their head whacked. They don't feel good. What do you want to do for them? Make them feel better. You want to make them feel better. You want to give them those foods that make them happy. But guess what? That's driving the pathway. Okay. Number one top on the list is MSG. My monosodium glutamate. Hey, okay. fast food places, Chick-fil-A, purposely put this in their food. To addict you to it. To addict you to it. It, it, it excites your neurotransmitters. It makes you feel good. So that's why that's the only reason why it's in there. Right. It has right? no help. Component. So <laughs> your, your kid's injured and you're going to take them Chick-fil-A or any other. I'm just picking on Chick-fil-A because I think they're the worst offenders. Um, any other fast food, there's going to be MSG in that food that's going to drive those pathways. That's going to keep that injury. Like awake. Awake, alive and well. And we don't want that. Um, so processed foods, fast foods, um, soy sauce. <laughs> and soy in general, we just want to stay away from it. 
And say so lots of Asian dishes right. too, right? Like Chinese restaurants now are often saying like MSG, no me. MSG yeah, or yeah. whatever, but it's because it used to be in all the food, right? But sauces, you, like you got to step back and think for a minute. All that stuff's going to be covered in what gluten and sugar, which are also neuroexcitatory. We want to stay away from. So that. you're staying away from neuroexcitatory right. foods right. in general, right? Um, aspartame is another big one. Aspartame and glutamate are very, very similar chemically, uh, so we want to avoid anything you know that's that's labeled as no sugar because they're going to have the chemicals in it that do the same. Right. So. So you get in the Gatorade that, after the game. <laughs> Especially the sugar-free Gatorade. Right, right. And it just, you know, I, I see these people walking around uh, with that Cokes in their hand constantly. I see these lines of cars. At the soda shops. At the soda shops. I'm just thinking to myself, people, we are killing our kids with these things. Right. <laughs> but it's okay. It's diet. You know, No, it's not okay. I also think, too, there's just so much. Okay, so people joke around with us, like, that know us and think like, oh, you guys are judging me because I have my cookies or, oh, you're judging me. And it, not it's not me. a judgment oh, yeah. out of like judging. I'm like, wow, that was me. I had no idea right. what I was doing to myself, what I was doing to my kids. I mean, now I have kids that have asthma, which is chronic disease. I have a child with arthritis, like all these things, right? Wow. Because of what we ate. Right. And it's like, I'm not judging to be judgy. I'm judging out of a like, oh my gosh, how do I broadcast this to everybody that what is in your food is so harmful? Right. Like right. I, I don't, because the the slogans are lying to us and the food pyramid lies. Like, where do you get the right information? Your doctors don't tell you this. They're, they're not telling you when you leave. I've left, my child's had a concussion before. All they said was keep him in a dark room and... Which is great advice. Which, right, keep them which, away they, from, which they need. Keep them away from screens. Keep them away from dark rooms. And let's be clear here. If your child is concussed, you need to seek medical attention. Oh, for sure. Right? Because there may be a skull fracture there. And we need to seek medical attention. It might be a brain bleed. There are things that they can do for those cases that's going to save their life. Right. But in the long run... It's just like you that pre-stuff, right. like, wow, I had no idea, like... Once they release you from the hospital, you're on your own. Right. I mean, I see patients like that all the time at the practice of left with a TBI. They, they've been cared for, right? They're they're sewed up if it was an open head injury. Right. They're, they're no longer in a coma, <clears throat> like all these horrible things. But then they're literally told, like, oh, like, it'll get better, which... Yes, brain injury. There is healing that happens in the brain naturally. Sure, sure. But there's so many things we can do that I think people just don't know, literally, from food. Right. So um, I can talk about Zoanne. She gave me permission to. Okay. Um, and she is actually willing to sit down and, and do a, a recording for us. So we'll have Zoanne on here before too long. Sweet. So she started on the weight loss program. She goes to California. She's riding her bike with a friend. Doesn't remember any of this because she had an accident when she hit her head. Literally spent like two and a half weeks in the hospital in, in California before they let her come home. Okay. Well, now she's home and they're trying to figure out what to do. Okay. So she came to me. She actually called because she wanted to start on the drops again so she could start losing weight. And I was like, uh, we need to talk. <laughs> you had <laughs> so, a head injury. Anyway, long story short, I made sure that she was eating the right foods, which when we talk about what the right foods are, they're just like the the... The program. weight loss program, you know, so healthy fats, fruits, vegetables, excuse me, lean proteins, healthy, 
healthy fats are not part of the diet program yet. <laughs> uh, um, lean proteins, hey, fruits and veggies, avoiding the processed, processed crap, no sugar. Um, but also adding healthy fats because of their anti-inflammatory properties. So um, we made sure that she's getting good supplementation. Well, she is. She actually saw somebody else. She didn't know she, we were doing this um, because people think we're just a weight loss clinic. Right. <laughs> so we, we had another doctor here in town uh, that, were, that had her on good supplementation, uh, good quality omega-3s, curcumin, turmeric, magnesium, resveratrol, green tea extract, D3, just up. And look, I have these things on, on forms. So if you want these forms, please just message me and we'll get them to you. Uh, but she's got the, the diet component of it. She's got the supplementation component of it. We added the laser component of it. Um, one of the FDA clearances or the FDA approvals for the particular laser we use is for brain inflammation. So you can literally use this laser over the skull. You've seen this in our home. Right. It's amazing. Uh, <clears throat> we've done this for her twice. Okay? And this is six months post-injury. We put the laser on her once. She's sleeping through the night, which she was after the injury. She was waking up to all the time because her circadian rhythm was so messed up from the closed head trauma. Um, we've seen it the next time I saw her after she left the office, she was involved with a, they found a man that was dying and big stressful, you know, big stressful event. And she texts me and says, I cannot believe I don't have the shakes right now. That was crazy. Mm -hmm. They saved this guy's life. She was, you know, should have been upset. Would have, should have been a trigger. But it's not like she's healing because she's eating this stuff, getting her gut healed up, and we're using the laser to stimulate neural pathways to start firing again and get rid of brain inflammation. That's awesome. The laser's crazy. It's it's like magic. <laughs> your dad, that should be episode number two. I'm like, what episode are we even on? I don't know. Um, I mean, even the fact that your dad is becoming a believer. <laughs> Should say it something. Must be magic. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so that was that particular case. I mean, we've had friends reach out to us who've, you know, they've had kids that have had strokes, and like you've, we've seen these and people in our house. Used to and, magic. Yeah, yeah. But if you pair, this is what I think is so cool. If you understand the the food component and you pair it with all these other things, your the success rate is so much higher. Or like the, you know, like laser on its own is great. Pair laser with good nutrition. Wow. Right. right. So there's right. so many things. Pair good. Anybody can take good supplements. Pair that with good nutrition. Wow. So I, I think it goes back to, again, that common component, just realizing how powerful what you put on your fork is. Right. Absolutely. Versus the person that's eating a standard American diet that's got all this inflammation, their blood flow is reduced, they're on blood pressure medication that's right. further reduced. That person gets a head injury. It's a lot worse for them. They're in trouble. Right. So... Wear you your put on your wear your helmet. Wear your helmet. <laughs> <laughs> but you can still have an injury. What you put on your fork, though, I think that's the key no. today. What you put on your fork matters, even if you're not overweight. Well, the other thing too is like you have 100% of control, right, over one thing in your environment and one thing only. What you put in your mouth. That's it. Everything else in your environment you have no control over, but you can control or limited your control or limited control. Like you can control your sleep. But crap happens. Right. The dogs get sick in the middle of the night. You know, that's, that disrupted our sleep. Right. So, but you can't control food. Right. And it's freeing. Uh, today, I, I talked to a few people and I just said, when you get to the point 
where it changes from I can't have that to I don't want that. You finally have reached like food freedom. I don't think people realize like when they say like, oh, I can never do that because I just need my whatever. Like, do you hear yourself? Like you're proclaiming you're an addict. Like we, we shame addiction of other sorts. Like food addiction is alive and well. And so it's like, oh, and when you get to that point where I don't want to eat that, like I know that I feel great right. and I have, and I feel in control. I don't, you know, I joke when people eat things that I love around me, um, but it feels great to be like, but I'm fine. Right. I, I don't cave in when I see the the plethora of other stuff at a restaurant or kids come over with milkshakes or whatever. I'm not like, <gasps> I have to have it. I fell off the rails. I'm going to have headaches for three weeks. It's like, wow, when you reach that level, right? Like understanding as you get to that point, but it's true freedom when, when you don't need it because I don't want it. There you go. Eat well.